Welcome to the In the Little Things podcast. If you feel that you might be missing out in the little things in life, things like joy, peace, purpose, and hope, well, it can be that distraction and busyness has gotten in the way. Hi, we are Jennifer Alhodge and Annabelle Arden, and we have created this podcast with you in mind. So often we miss out on the blessings that were meant for us. So let us encourage you as we journey together to pivot closer to God and see all the blessings he has for us. Take a deep breath, sit back, and God's got you covered, even in the little things. Welcome to this week's In the Little Things podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Annabelle. Last week, we talked about how to see God in the daily grind of life, just knowing that he's there, even in the tiniest of details. Of course, what we're going through as a nation is COVID. You know, mm-hmm. we're still in this. It's been over a year that kind of just passed, that mark passed. And we, we're starting to see a little bit more normalcy. Right. You know, people are going out a little bit more. Um, some states that were more closed are now opening up and businesses are resuming some of their activities, you know, with the vaccine in place, feeling more confident about that and having more policies in place to try to help protect people. Obviously, we still have a long way to go. Our nation. Right has a long way to go in, in healing. And, and for some people, they might say, well, okay, fine and dandy for you. You're like, you might be fine. You might not be worried about COVID anymore because you're vaccinated or maybe you've already had it and you know that it didn't affect you badly, at least the first time around or whatever. Um, so you are not worried. But I'm left with the repercussions of having lost someone. Mm-hmm. Maybe I lost a, a mother or a father or a spouse or even sometimes a child, right? Mm-hmm. If you're, if you do have adult children, that's more likely. And so, uh, you know, there are people who are still reeling from that. And so they might think, well, where is God in all of this? You know, it's, it's fine that the nation is now kind of the world actually. Yeah. <laughs> is most, being, for the most part. Right. Yeah. That the world is now, you know, seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. But I mean, goodness, for the whole year, where has God been? Yeah. And they might ask that. And Today, Annabelle has a really awesome um, just testimony and story to God really, truly, miraculously healing her. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to turn it over and, and let you tell what happened. Absolutely. I recently had anxiety over COVID and was asked, my neighbor asked me, how are you dealing with all of this change and all the quarantine and all the vaccines and all the chaos that's going on in the world? And quite frankly, at first didn't know quite how to respond because truthfully, we're all still hurting. We're all st- still cautious and taking the worst scenario possible mm-hmm. and trying to be preventative in sure. our every decision in life. And when you're in that fearful mode, you tend to question number one where's God and why did he let this happen number two you tend to question what's the meaning of life why why even you know why why are we why are we living this life of fear Mm -hmm. and you miss out on a lot of things I think at the beginning of our podcast if you if you listen to the entire intro one of the biggest things is pivoting closer to God Mm -hmm. and I think he uses and this is just my opinion based on what I've read in the Bible God is not allowing things to hurt you he is has given us free will And in that free will, the fall happened in the Garden of Eden. From the moment we were created, 
to the moment Eve took the bite of that apple, we were living the perfect life he intended for us. Mm-hmm. Then when the fall happened, we have childbirth, we have to work for eating, we have to hunt and gather and work. That's the consequence of free will and disobeying and not listening to God's law. Do not eat from this tree. Otherwise, you will have a consequence. We're living that right now. Mm-hmm. Now, with my story, the reason I mention all this is not to cause any guilt or shame or anything like that. We're all human beings, mm-hmm. me included, me mostly. Yeah. And, I, um, and I feel like, you know, we do have, you know, God has... I think he does allow some of these consequences. You know what I mean? He allows us to suffer the consequences, but much like a loving parent mm-hmm. will allow, goodness, with teenagers, we see this all the time. As a loving parent, sometimes we need to allow consequences now because we know if a lesson is not learned, it's going to be much harder later in life Correct. for our child to learn that lesson. Well, when I was a 23, 25. Still pretty young. 25. I was yeah. still young very um, young adult, I was not living very well. In this sense, I was making a lot of wrong choices. And I think I've shared that throughout our podcast. But this particular experience, I call paralyzed to purposed. Mm -hmm. Because again, I was speeding where I shouldn't have been speeding. Mm -hmm. And I was following the car in front of me too close when I shouldn't have been. And I was racing home during my lunch hour from work if you're any if you're familiar with Miami I was going from South Miami Beach to North Miami mm-hmm. um, and on the expressway That's I got off kind of a long drive it too. is a long you don't know Miami because I, I, I lived in North Miami Beach horrible drive years. yeah I got off my exit and went into the side roads to get to my house and in the side road there was six I guess six cars all piled behind each other and the first car decided to take a right turn and didn't signal Mm. and we all piled right onto this car i saw the cars ahead of me but i didn't have enough time to break because i was on top of them and i hit the car in front of me bounced off of it instead of hitting the car again i veered my steering wheel to Mm -hmm. the right hit a tree bounced off the tree came back into traffic, the car behind me hit me again, and went into the car. And so I got hit three times. Wow. Um, all of us got out of the car except for me, because I could not feel my toes. Oh. And the police came over to my car, wrote up a report. He said, do I need to call an ambulance? I said, yeah, I can't feel my toes. Little did I know, it wasn't just my toes. My fingers, my arms, the only thing I could move were my eyes. Oh my goodness. And so I was bedridden for eight months doing therapy, excruciating therapy. I was put on all kinds of painkillers, strong painkillers. And when uh, finally they said, we can't do any more for you unless you have spinal surgery, we're going to have to send you home. Wow. In the Uh, hospital for eight months? uh Oh my goodness. No, three months in the hospital, five months at home. Because oh, okay. I couldn't, I couldn't afford any more, mm-hmm. so the insurance wouldn't pick any more up. So they sent me home, and for five months, my mother-in-law, I was newly married, Jennifer. I had less than a year being married. Wow. My mother-in-law, think about it, your mother-in-law, mm-hmm. had to come to the house, bathe me, wipe me, oh my goodness, take care of me. Absolutely, the most dehumanizing experience of my life. 
That is, you're lucky that you had someone willing to do that. I didn't see it that way. I didn't see it that way at the time. I'm like crying my eyes out. I cannot take another humiliation of her doing what she's doing to me and seeing me in my worst. Mm -hmm. I was so embarrassed, so humiliated, felt like a piece of meat just sitting there. It was the most, I mean, if you have someone, if you lose your dignity and you lose your privacy and you lose your identity of being your prime to someone you admire, someone who's close, someone who you don't want them to see you in that way. Sure. It was pride. At the time, I got so mad at God, and I basically told him, Lord, I'm done. I'm one out. I don't want to live like this no more. And I had a plan set in place. I was going through therapy. I was getting to move my fingers a little bit. When I had the accident, I clenched the steering wheel so hard, my hands wouldn't open. They were stuck to the wheel? They were stuck to the wheel. The reason my feet and hands, I couldn't feel them, was because they were they were so clenched. I cut all the circulation to them, mm-hmm. and they stayed that way. You know, And the back of my spine, every single nerve in the back of my spine, was pitched. Oh, oh my goodness, that sounds horrible. My one back, pinch nerves, one my nerve back, is debilitating. Yeah, just one. And think about them all. Oh my gosh. My back went horrible. from being totally straight to being like a snake. Oh just completely, goodness. and it still is like that to this day. I suffer with back pain every single day. I have to do exercises, jo- yoga is like the best. I, I I go to the chiropractor twice a week. I mean, it's it's a it's a, a big deal. Right. So Be- you have this awesome story of healing, but you don't know this. Like lying in bed, all you know is this is the rest of my life. This is it. I'm a newlywed, and this is my husband's life. This is my life. It's not getting better. Not getting better at all. And then one morning, the morning I said to, the night that I said to God, I'm ready to take my life tomorrow. I have the razor ready. My mother-in-law is going to put me in the bathtub. I can reach it. I've been practicing with my thumb and index finger to grab it. I could do it. Tomorrow is the day. I was excited. I was actually excited. So sad. And I said, tomorrow I'm not going to be in any more pain. At that point, I had been off. I'd been weaning off the medication for over a month, maybe Mm -hmm. two months. I was totally off the medication. So all the pain that I had at the beginning came back Mm -hmm. because I was taken off the medication due to its uh, addictiveness. And they said, you now need to work through the pain to get better. Think about every single inch of your body hurting Mm -hmm. from your head to your toes. And moving in that, that pain, is, in that, that really like like imagine. spears coming into every single cell of your of your body. That's what I was feeling at the time. Right. So the pain was unbearable, and I said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna do away with that pain tomorrow." I had it all ready. The next morning, I woke up at like it was two thirty three in the morning. Everybody was asleep, and as soon as I woke up, the pain just came right back, intensely, and I started cursing God. I said, how dare you wake me up knowing I can't have any, just to suffer. And no one could help me. I can't say a peep. I have to sit here in this pain. How dare you? So you couldn't speak? I couldn't speak. I was saying all this in my spirit, Mm. in my soul. I cursed him. And as I'm getting angrier and angrier, I mean, I was boiling inside. I saw a little bright light way off in the distance, tiny little bright light. And I focused on that light. And I'm going to skip the whole near-death experience because I can't 
explain everything I saw, everything I felt, everything God told me. And without hold and hold it together <laughs> i just cannot intense, yeah. it's very very intense but let me skip to the next day when i came back into my body i didn't feel pain that first day i came back i actually got out of bed That's i had amazing. been in bed for eight months not talking not not feeling, being able to open my hands of... not able to walk not able to stand sit up by myself nothing but that morning the very first time I woke up, I didn't feel pain. And I said, what is that smell? I'd never smelled anything. And that morning I smelled this really strong smell. And I'm sharing this with you, Jen, because you painted your house. <laughs> okay. Okay. Alex, in order not to make noise while I was in bed or, you know, sleeping or whatever, he decided to paint the interior of our house. It was the only quiet thing he could do that way he knew how to do without making noise. Mm -hmm. So he was painting for months. He was painting. And you never smelled and it. And I never smelt it. But that one morning that I came back from heaven, that was the first thing I, I, I was like, wow. What is that intensity of a smell? I got out of bed, walked to the front of the house, which was about I mean, 30 like, paces. How can I walk? What no, no, I no. No, I was so in tune to that smell. I totally forgot that I was supposed to be paralytic. I totally forgot. It just completely, <laughs> completely. No, you amazing. just, I was so, I don't, it, it, I'll explain. If, if I had the time to go through the testimony of when I met the Lord, mm -hmm. that will explain why I didn't think about it. Sure. But I walked 30 paces to the front of the house and realized Alex was painting. And when Alex saw me standing there, he dropped everything. He had a can of paint in one hand wow. and a brush in the other. He dropped it. He's like, oh my, what are you doing? And when he said that, I collapsed. I realized, oh, I'm not supposed to be standing. That's, that's like when Peter. I mean, that's that like is Peter exactly what happened. When I realized, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be sick. And I'm all of a sudden at that moment, my knees caved in and I fell and all the pain came back. All of it. Ugh. He put me back in bed and I said, what day is today? I don't know why I said that. I said, what day is today? He goes, it's Sunday. I said, oh, I need to go to church. I need to go to church. I need to talk to the priest. I need to tell him what happened. I need to confirm that God is real. I need to tell him heaven is real. I need to I need to go to church. And Alice was like looking at me like a crazy woman, looking at me going, this crazy woman. Like, I don't know what. How are you going to get there if you can't? You made it to the front room, so now he's probably confused about that. Oh, he's like, no, you're not going anywhere. Right. I said, take me to church. And the look on my face was just so strong. He didn't even question it. He picked me up, put me in the car. We went to church, called the now, priest. Were you able to walk again? No, called what? the priest to the car. And I told the priest what happened. And the priest said, You need to take her home. She's not well. He totally he didn't believe you. He did not believe me. Actually, he told me not to come back what? because I asked too many questions. I was asking way too many questions about things that I shouldn't know about, that I saw in heaven. Hmm. Um, so because of that, he told me not to come back because he was afraid. And he, he said, you're going to make a lot of people question 
their faith, okay. you're going to hurt the church okay. if you ask these questions. Cause so we, from, in his mind, he was trying to protect... The congregation. Right. Right. And I, and I respected that. And I was like, okay, I'm not coming back here. But then my point to this all, let me come back to when I had my near-death experience. This is the clincher of what I want to share. Because all the details, for those of you who are saved, once saved, always saved, you will find out this when you get there. There is no doubt that you will see what I saw, you'll experience probably even more than I experienced because I was only there for a few seconds. But what I was really going for is even though I wasn't physically healed, when we pray for healing, it's not what we think we're going to get that matters. It's what God knows. One, we can handle what we need, not mm-hmm. what we want, but what we need. Right. Right. And what will ultimately bring us closer to him. Sure. So the three things I got. around us. Or around us, exactly. Because sometimes we go through something for the sake of other people. Exactly. We become a testimony of Mm -hmm. his love. So the three things that I found out was when you're hurting and you're broken and you're sick, God heals in the spirit most of the time. He does do miracles like the day when I came back and I didn't have pain and I walked to the front of the house that was a physical healing Mm -hmm. that I had received but the biggest thing that he gave me was spiritual seeing now when I first woke up that morning the only control I had was of my eyes I couldn't control anything else I couldn't move anything else God took that one last thing that I had control over And blinded me, turned everything dark. It's part of my testimony. Turned everything dark so that I could see his light. Mm -hmm. That little bright shining light that took me into heaven. That that moment was the beginning of my spiritual health. Mm -hmm. One, he taught me we each have a purpose with our life. To fulfill not our will, but his will. The reason we're here. Is to fulfill his purpose. Number two, we have everything we need. If we ask for it, God will provide it. Just like he did in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And number three, in order to heal brokenness in our lives, we must. There is no halfway with this. You must cling to him and trust him. Mm-hmm. You must give everything over to him. The bridge to healing is humility. Humility equals healing so a lot of people are i mean i feel would look and go okay well great you were healed eventually obviously you have full mobility again and but i'm not healed i still have back problems right but but still um i think a lot of people can look and go well that's good for you because you did experience an almost total healing now you did experience full healing temporarily without any of the pain but for some reason, God allowed you that momentary full healing, but not a permanent full healing, right? And I believe that the reason why sometimes he allows us to be in pain or allows us to go through struggles or allows us to get hurt and broken is to show that he ultimately is God, not us. He's not a genie. He's not someone who grants wishes. He, I once heard a speaker years ago who had the similar situation as I, but he, when he came back, his pinky 
think it was his right or left hand, was crooked, really badly like distorted. And everybody that ever heard him speak would say, what? what's wrong with your pinky? And that allowed him to share his testimony of God's healing power and the love of God and who God is. Right. You know, but still some people are going to go, okay, that's fine, fine. So you got healing, but you know what? My spouse still died. My mother still died. You know, so so what about that? What? When you ask why to God, that is a question of pride and mm-hmm. selfishness. Kind of like Potter and the Clay. I think yes. about that. I think about that. So, you know, we know that God does do things all with a purpose. Mm-hmm. We know that. Um, one thing that this makes me think of, though, is a time, is some a person very close to me in my own life who did not get the healing that as humans we all want for the people we love. Right. My brother, one night um, in 2017, July of 2017, he just suddenly had a ventricular heart attack and he died and he was gone, just like that, mm. 45 years old and just gone. And I still remember my mom calling me and, you know, in the middle wow. of the night, my we were in the traveling in the motor home at the time and we were visiting friends and so we were allowing I our remember children that. to stay with our friends Mark and Mickey and their kids mm-hmm. who were like some of their best friends before right. we went on the road. We allowed them to stay down the road and at midnight, my son rode his bike. They couldn't get a hold of me. My phone was like on airplane mode. They couldn't get a hold of me. Oh, my son no. rode his bike home at midnight to say, you have to, you have to wake up mom. You have to wake up mom. So he got my husband to wake me up and when my mom talked to me to tell he said she has to call grandma right now and at first I was worried for my parents right and then but still when she told me Jeff is gone he Mm. died I remember yelling stop it it's not funny this is not funny and I was so angry that they would play such a mean and cruel trick on me it was not a joke right 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 and I just couldn't believe it but you know as I walked through my grief over the coming months um still that there's that question but why you know, why did this happen? But God did something really amazing. And he showed my mom, he gave her grace, the grace to show her that my brother was indeed healed. Mm. And my mom, (laughs) she's, you know, attended a Baptist church for years. And she's never, my mom has never experienced a vision, had never experienced a vision. And one day she was standing there singing and she was looking at the choir who's kind of leading the congregation. And up above the choir, she saw a vision of my brother and he was in heaven. And he was standing there, and he was kind of turning. And as he turned, his face more from toddler years all the way through the age he was when he passed away. And she said the joy on his face was mm. indescribable. There is not right. a human word for the kind of joy I did not. I've never seen it on the face of somebody who somebody who's holding their newborn child, right, or getting married. Like there is not a joy to describe that, right. And it gave my parents even though they were experiencing the worst nightmare a parent can imagine, right. the loss of a child, um, it gave them a peace that they hold to this day just because they knew that Jeff has had full healing. Mm-hmm. Bigger, way bigger than any healing we could imagine on you know, earth. in an earthly sort of sense because there's no joy on earth that can describe it. Right. I mean, what grace of God. I mean, First John 4.19 kind of captures that. Grace, he's, when it says, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, he does some of these things for it. He allowed this mercy in my mom's life. Right. You know, this grace given to her so that she knows, you know, not only does she consider my brother her son, her firstborn child, but God considers him his son. He right. was adopted into the family of God because he gave his life to the Lord. 
and that enabled him to have that full healing when he died. Amen. Yes, absolutely. When he died, the earthly death. I yeah, the say. earthly <laughs> death, because now he's alive again. Right. We just want to come and and say, if you are in pain, if you're struggling, if you're feeling grief from losing someone in your family, know that God will give you peace. He will extend grace. If you cling to him, if you trust him, and if you seek him, he will confirm to you his love. So the challenge this week is each decision you make out of free will, choose to follow God. Choose to believe in his goodness for you. For he loves you and he's on your team. He He's not against you. He's right. for you. And even bigger than that, before you make those decisions, before you might deal with any consequences from decisions you're making, go to him first. Go to him Find first. What is the decision you want me to make? Yeah. So that I don't have to experience the kind of consequences I don't want to experience. He is closer to you than you can ever imagine. His love is always accessible to you. For he is a God who is all-powerful all-knowing, and all-love. So the challenge is, this week, seek him in every decision. Ask him, Lord, what is it that I should do here? What is your will for me in my life? And how can this decision that I make glorify you? Thank you so much for joining us this Thank week. You. And if you have any questions, any ideas, suggestions, or anything at all, you can go to AnnabelleArdent.com if you want to post it privately. Or you can post anything here on Anchor Page. And we, Jennifer and I, will pray over it. We'll um, consider your thoughts and try to work it into this podcast. For now, we just hope that you have a blessed week. Remember to always seek God in everything you do, and you will be blessed in return. Thank you so much. Bye-bye for now. Thank you. Have a great week. Oh, it's been so awesome spending time with you. Thank you for listening to today's In the Little Things podcast. As we navigate this journey together, I highly encourage you to hit the subscribe button so you will not miss the upcoming episodes. Feel free to share this with anyone you feel would be inspired, encouraged, or strengthened. And if you'd like to know more about the Annabelle Ardent Ministry, you can go ahead and push the button on this podcast, AnnabelleArdent.com. There you can find more information on the ministry itself and all the upcoming events, any new uh, merchandise that you can um, you can get for birthdays and stuff, you know. And also, if you wanted to leave any comments or anything private, you can do it there as well on my Connect page. Uh, for now, I just want to thank you again for being with me. Um, hit the like button if you uh, like this podcast. And uh, may God love just bless you and, and embrace you this week. As you encounter him on a personal and closer level, I hope that you will see God's love in the little things. And uh, for now, I will see you next week. And until then, know that your presence has been purposed. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.